Gen Breakfast. Anna Trapido, Happy New Year to you, Anna. Hi. All right, our bad, Anna. It will do it again. Hello, Anna. Good Happy New Year. Hello. Hello. There's something very strange happening with this line, but can you hear me now? We'll try. And then if anything goes wrong, we'll try again. So okay. rum is now, I mean, we have all kinds of fads. Every year, every year something new comes up. And uh, before you know it, it's the hit. And then we dump it and then we move on the following year. Rum is now the new thing. Yeah, that, you know, hipster food and drink trends are just absurdly fickle. <laughs> so, um, you know, last year everything gin. belonged to artisan gin and it was, you know, every millennial in town ran around <laughs> infusing gin with fane boss and all the old socks and all sorts of nonsense. So it was yammy yamma gin and the previous decade was entirely about craft beer and, you know, you every person with an ironic beard and hipster glasses was talking nonsense about craft beer and you know, making sort of um, muddy-looking liquids. And this year, the cool drink for hot people is <laughs> rum. <laughs> I mean, so. I, I don't know. Do you know why? Why rum? Well, you know, I think, you know, a, actually, you know, I'm, I'm being cynical, but, yeah. you know, that the, the, the artisan gin producers, you know, that those are people who, over time, have acquired real skills in distilling. Yeah. And, you know, the next, but gin is quite a quick thing to produce, and it's quite an easy thing to get right. Yeah. So, you know, when they first started, those people, you know, you very quickly produce a, a decent quality craft gin. Mm. That rum, which, you know, has to um, be aged and all of those things, is a slightly more complex, slightly more expensive process. Mm. And so they've grown into rum that, on the whole, the South African producers who are are now making these artisan rum are the the, the names that one knows, you know, it's it's Inverosh and Time Anchor and all of these people that one knows as high quality artisan gin producers. Mm. But, but it's it's a lot of the same skills um, and in some ways it's it's the next step. That if one looks internationally, you know, that that's, that's a pattern that's happening all over the world. That So not only is it that people are rediscovering these sort of great ancient rums from mm-hmm. the Caribbean, mm-hmm. um, but they all the people that are interested in distilling have also, over time, moved into, into making rum as well. So there are a couple of places that have sprung up, and one particular spot in Linden... What do they call themselves again, Anna? Okay, they are called the Brian Lara Rum Eatery. So I, I wanted um, you to say it because I wanted you to say eatery. You wanted me to say the word eatery, <laughs> which is such an ugly word, isn't it? And, uh, you know, when I was little, my mother used to say that if you said hopefully something would happen, she would say hopefully is not a word. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think that the fight for hopefully has been completely lost and hopefully is now a word. But yeah. I am that kind of tiresome old lady that says eatery is not a word. You know, are you a restaurant? Are you a bistro? Are you a cafe? But Are you a bar? But you can't be an eatery. Eatery is a... An abomination of a of a linguistic term. <laughs> so I mean, but, but, but by no, all accounts, this it is, is a rather place. a nice place. Yeah, it is, yeah. The Brian Lara Rum Eatery, despite the word eatery, is it's a jolly nice rum bar with a, a really, I think, pretty good attached menu. That um, 
you know, Lyndon's got so posh suddenly that, mm. I mean, the sad thing is, is where the, it's, it's there on 4th Avenue and people who know Lyndon will remember there used to be a fantastic old sort of glory hole of a general dealer um, on 4th Avenue that had just absolutely everything, it, you know, old kettles and electrical goods and fabric and bits of string and beans and children's toys. And anyway, at some point, Lyndon has got posh. Mm. And a rum bar has replaced what used to be that lovely glory hole. But that's really not the rum bar's fault um, that the world <laughs> moves on. And, you know, and it's very nice for the people of London. The property prices have gone up and all of that. So, I mean, so, they, they then are there and it's not their fault. It is nice. Yeah. And, and now they are serving us some really interesting dishes. What do you think of the menu? Well, you know, it, it, it's an interesting menu. So, first of all, they have a very wide selection of local and international rum. So, you can just go there and drink, and they've got lovely cocktails, so you can have mojitos and, you know, all sorts of other lovely things. Um, but what they've done is they've got a very short menu. I think it's clever, you know, that, that they've, they're not going to overstretch the kitchen. The menu has maybe 10 items in total on it, that they are West Indian items. And, I, you know, I thought, you know, yeah, come on. I was so prepared to hate it. I thought that they will, <laughs> you know, be doing a kind of disnification of the West Indies in a way that, that um, will bother me. But mm. actually, um, you know, their Caribbean food is, is not bad. They Somebody's clearly done some very decent research. Mm. Um, and the flavors are right. So it's not a complicated menu. Um but, you know, that, that, that what they're doing, they are doing pretty competently. That I had a thing called doubles, which is a, a very classic West Indian street sandwich that, um, you know, anybody who lived in England will know. Um, that it's a, a sort of gently spiced lentil curry with what, what's almost like a sort of West Indian equivalent of a fat cook. Nice. It's like a, a sort of bread dough that's infused with turmeric and cumin and and is then fried. Mm. So um, it's a nice little sort of West Indian equivalent of um, a vegetarian fat cook. And that was jolly nice. I, I liked it. It was sort of comfort foody. It went very mm. nicely with the rum. That they... Um, Everything comes with rather a nice red pepper hot sauce, which again feels, you know, it, it, it tastes like a decent approximation of a Caribbean hot sauce. Hmm. That um, my friend had the jerk chicken, which I thought was less good. Um, okay. But, you know, jerk chicken is that kind of classic Caribbean marinade yes. that's got ginger and garlic and scotch bonnet chilies and allspice and a little bit of sugar and all of that. What, what was and, missing for you? You know, it just wasn't punchy. You know, ah. that I, it, it tasted like a perfectly okay grilled chicken to okay. me. Um, okay. But it was fine, but not remarkable. But mm. at the next table, I was lucky because just by chance, there was somebody that I sort of half know sitting at the next table. Mm. And he had ordered the rum-basted pork ribs. Mm. And me and my friend got such kind of menu envy <laughs> that um, we weren't even vaguely polite, that we kind of made nice with him, said, could we could we taste his um, rum-basted ribs? And they were fantastic. So if I were to go again, that's what I'd have. They're the kind of ribs where, you know, you're going to end up with the basting sauce all over your yeah, face. Yeah, and, you know, licking you, and everything. you can't, you know... You, you would be absurd to try and eat it with a knife and fork, okay. and it's kind of share, share food. So, and apparently the menu says if you give them 48 hours notice, they will do you a rum-basted suckling pig. Ooh. And that sounds to me like a thing that um, 
would be very worth going back for. Mm. So, I mean, it, it's not an elaborate menu, is it? No, it's it's a very simple menu, and I think that's rather impressive that often what people do is the menu is too complicated, Mm. and then, you know, there's lots of wastage, and the kitchen are in a panic, and and actually, you know what, it is essentially a bar with an attached... Food to soak up alcohol with, you mm. know. That um, and you know, rum is is strong stuff. That, um, but it really is. I think it's a really nice addition to the neighbourhood. That I do think that you know people must book. That mm. We were there on a I think a Wednesday lunchtime and it was full. Really. So um, you know that that clearly there is money in Johannesburg. Mm. Um, you just have to um, be be doing it right. I think that the Brian Lara Rum Eatery. Despite their limitations, it is doing it right. It's it's actually interesting that you make that point, Anna, because you know in the past year you and I spoke about how restaurants are closing down and it's really really tough. So to hear that a, a, mm. a an eatery <laughs> has yeah. come up and and people are are having to book, I think for me it yeah. really is as giving me a lot of hope in in the fact that we we haven't lost everything entirely. No, exactly, and that this is a a nice idea, and people have researched it carefully, and they've, you know, I think that they, it, it's very clear that they are clever restaurateurs. You know, they haven't overstretched themselves, mm. and you know, so they do what they do very nicely. They're not trying to do more than that, and they've got a nice product. That um, so, I w- I would say that if you just wanted to have a nice, uncomplicated evening out, and you know, a cocktail. That mm. this is a is is all of those things. You're not going to come away with a new understanding of South African society and <laughs> you know food as material culture and all of that. But you're going to have a very pleasant evening. And a trapedo. Uh, and the place is called. I'll say it again, just to annoy her. But it's called. <laughs> <laughs> it's Brian Lara Rum Eatery, and it's Brian as in the name Brian, and uh, another uh, word Lara L A R A Rum, as you know Rum to be Eatery. It's in Linden, and if you had to call, the number is oh seven six three two zero nine seven three nine. I'll give that number again oh seven six. Three two zero nine seven three nine, and it's called Brian Lara Rum Eater in London.